the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, happy Kwanzaa. And this morning, on this chilly morning in L.A., we have with us Jeff Ford, the founder of the L.A. Shakespeare Company. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. How are you, Cindy? Are you awake? Uh, well, yeah, almost. Almost. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I can talk about Shakespeare in my sleep, you know. I, no, well, that's what you do. I think it's fabulous. You're, you know, you're a walking, you're a walking bastion of history and culture. Oh well, thank you very much. Well, uh, it's rare, as you and I discussed on the phone before. You know, it's an art. We need people to preserve the, you know, the academically sanctioned arts. Yeah, they are, but they're also popular. Shakespeare, people love Shakespeare uh, when it's well done. When it's poorly done, it's the most dreadful, boring thing in the world. But uh, our actors are all great actors, and and the best actors in the world come well, here to L.A., and that's the people we use. No, I think that's fantastic. How did you start this, Jeff? Uh, well, there's a long history to me getting involved in the, in Shakespeare. Uh, I was a song and dance man in my younger days. I did a lot of musical theater, uh, but... I had a choice of coming to L.A. or going to New York City, and New York City already had a Shakespeare festival, and I wanted to found a major world-class Shakespeare company, and so I came to Los Angeles. And I guess no one else was interested in it. So back in 1992, I started the Los Angeles Shakespeare Company, and then... Uh, we were playing in other people's theaters for a while, and, uh, and that became very expensive. Uh, and, and we didn't have the time, the theater time to ourselves. So we decided uh, uh, we, we needed our own space. And about that time, my wife and I, Elizabeth Howard, uh, and I moved out to a place, a gorgeous place, uh, called Topanga. Um, and a lot of people may not have heard of it. It's... Uh, it's it's in between Santa Monica and Malibu, and it's up in the mountains that overlook the ocean. And uh, so we moved out here, and a commercial piece of property just next to us became available. And we said, wouldn't that be a great place to have the Shakespeare Company on? So that's how we got it started here in uh, in Topanga. Well, you know, many people might not know Topanga now, but they will, perhaps. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's even though it's between Santa Monica and Malibu, there's a lot of places where people can stay. Right. Should they want to make a weekend That's out right. of out of Shakespeare and enjoy the mountains of Topanga. Right. It's a very bohemian place. <laughs> it, it is. It, years ago, it was known as the hippie place where where people went to to drop out. It, uh, actually, the Beatles uh, uh, lived here for a while, and it's. I've been told that uh, they wrote the long and winding road uh, here in Topanga. Is that right? Well, that makes sense. Because <laughs> there are some long and winding roads uh, here. Well, but, you know, Mulholland goes on forever. That's right. It doesn't stop. Right. <laughs> and, and a lot of other musicians live here. And uh, um, Actually, about 90%, excuse 
excuse me a second, I'm gonna, <clears throat> about 90% of the people who live in Topanga now are in the entertainment business uh, in one way or another. Well, that works for you. It's great. Works for the theater. And you're pretty booked, aren't you? Uh, the theater itself? Well, in terms of your shows and a calendar oh. and people being, you know, people wanting to come and see your shows, the Shakespeare fans in the Los Angeles area. We are. We're, uh, we, we just closed tw- our first show in this new theater was uh, first Shakespeare show was Twelfth Night and it got a rave review in the LA Times and on the recommended list and, the, and we, we just closed that and then we're opening the, the rest of our winter season in January, January 11th we open uh, uh, Merry Wives of Windsor and then uh, in March we do Othello and that takes us through to May and then we have our summer festival season where we do four more shows uh, actually, we have a five-year plan uh, mapped out here. If if people saw all the shows in our winter season and our summer festival season for five years, they'd see all of Shakespeare's plays. Every single one of them. Every single one. And then a special part of that program, if they see if if they see all the shows in the summer festival seasons for five years, they'll see all of Shakespeare's English history plays in the order of history along with a, uh, a lecture series that explains why all these uh, families were fighting and why they all believed they had a right to the throne. It's, uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty exciting series. Oh, it sounds fantastic. And you are really, uh, you know, you and your wife are both Shakespeare curators and historians in a way. We are. Uh, my wife uh, is, a, is a singer. She's a classical singer, coloratura, uh, she graduated from Juilliard, has two degrees from Juilliard in uh, in singing, and uh, she started her own company. She has a a uh, a, a method of singing that uh, that she has been teaching all over the world that is very successful. Uh, and then myself, I, I became involved in uh, in Shakespeare be- because I couldn't get away from it and. Uh, you know, I was doing the the regular thing here in L.A. I was going for motion pictures and television, and I kept coming back to Shakespeare. And uh, Liz said, uh, listen, why don't you just concentrate on Shakespeare? And so that's what we've been doing for a few years. And as, as far as the, the literary end of it, um, I had an opportunity. I was in the middle of writing a book uh, about called The Actors Shakespeare, and I wanted to research... Uh, what Shakespeare had learned in school, uh, because all writers write out of their own experiences, and uh, uh, I, I applied to the Huntington Library, which is one of the three major uh, Shakespearean libraries in in the world, uh, and they allowed me to come out there and do some research. And I, I thought I'd be there for a couple of months while I, you know, wound up what I needed to find out for this book. And I was there for ten years, uh, <laughs> being what they call a reader, which is a, an old-fashioned term uh, for a, uh, a researcher. Right, right. I and, think uh, so. And uh, while I was there, uh, I still haven't finished the book. I mean, because I got involved in some other things, but it, uh, I wrote a one-man play about Shakespeare, which we've um, uh, Shakespeare himself on stage. Uh, Talking about his life and times, and uh, and uh, I wrote that with Donald Freed, uh, 
uh, and and uh, I also was published in the Shakespeare Quarterly, which is the the magazine for Shakespeare scholars uh, around the world. I, I you know I didn't think that there was anything left to discover in Shakespeare, but there was a syllogism. And now I'm we're going to lose all your um, all your listeners. <laughs> oh, no, they get, like learning new words. I, it's I, fine. I, I don't want to get academic on people. But for 400 years, uh, the people had not, scholars, great scholars had, had, on Shakespeare, had not been able to discover what syllogism uh, was being referred to. It's in Henry IV, Part One, and it's Falstaff uh, saying, um, I deny your major. And people had not been able to find this syllogism. So I was out there studying what Shakespeare had learned in school and the. Uh, uh, how he wrote the plays and so on, and, and I, as an actor and a director, I went back into this scene in Henry the Fourth, uh, uh, and I found it, uh, and I, I said, "Well, it can't be this simple." Uh, and basically, it, it, it was—I um, won't go into the whole story of the scene, but it, the, the syllogism was: uh, all men who run are cowards. Shakespeare ran, therefore Shakespeare. Uh, excuse me, all men who run are, are cowards. Falstaff ran. Therefore, Falstaff is a coward. And I thought it can't be this simple. Uh, and Because it's not stated explicitly in the scene. It's just the whole argument of the scene that, that, that's going on. And uh, so I took it to some scholars there in the, at the Huntington and, and said, does this sound right? And they all said, well, it sounds right to me. So I, they said, send it to the Shakespeare Quarterly. So I did that, and uh, they sent it back, and there was a little... Uh, Intrigue in the involved. They sent it back and said, uh, "Well, if you analyze the syllogisms that other scholars have uh, written about it, which they themselves admit are wrong, then we'll publish it." So that's what I did, and uh, uh, they published it. Uh, in, uh, and, and it was a pretty fascinating thing. Well, that's like being in, you know, the American Medical Journal or something like that, right? That's absolutely right. The, yeah, there, it, it, it's it's uh, Shakespeare has been so studied that you think there's nothing more that that, that can be found in him, but there it was. Well, listen, I, you know, there's academic programs in schools, you know, that focus on Shakespeare, so there must be hidden messages all over the place. Well, the message, what I love about Shakespeare is is that his message is, except in in one play, it's always an upbeat message. It, you know, even in the tragedies where, where, and 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 the histories and the, where where people are killed and and so on, at the end there's always hope. It's always a rising feel. There's always a rebirth. Yeah, right. That's what we learned in English class anyway. Right, and and uh, so, so the the plays are not dark; they're hopeful, and they, and there are moral concepts in in the plays uh, that. Uh, are very important life lessons for people to to know and understand and and how to get along with other people in the world and and how to treat other people and I I think all those things are important for students to learn. Well, I think you know we're going to have to take a break in about two minutes, but you know I'm sure that there's applications for how if Shakespeare were alive today, how would he resolve current world crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it takes him into the nuclear age. I wonder what he would have to write about there. But, um, you know, because his, 
you know, his plots were a little different and less technical because technology really didn't exist then. That's exactly right. It is, uh, he, you know, it's 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 hard to think of. I, I know that he was a moral man, and so uh, the the ideas that that he would be espousing today would be based on those moral principles that uh, that uh, uh, he w- he was brought up in. Um, the moral and, and a little discerning, I think. Um, sure. You know, he always wanted. I, I think there's always a message of good and evil in a way, and you know, it's. You know, it's an interesting theory to think about what he would say about Iran, let's say, or Iraq, n- nuclear treaties, and. <laughs> well, we know that he hated war. That the, 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 he's got several several speeches. Oh, and a famous one was Falstaff talking about uh, uh, how much he dislikes uh, war. So, uh, and and even though Shakespeare put conflict in all of his plays, he, he disliked. Conflict that that harmed other people. You you can tell it as as you read through that that the people who were doing bad things, um, he set them up as bad people and and, and showed why they were bad and um, always a moral code. Right. Always a moral code, right? Right. Okay, well, we're here with Jeff Forward, the founder of the L.A. Shakespeare Company. And, um, Jeff, we're going to take a little bit of a commercial break, and then you're going to come back, and we could talk about the calendar for the season and, you know, what people could come and see, if you have openings, of course, and um, what you plan for the future. So stand by, stay tuned, and we're going to take a quick break. News. Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST 
4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Young people, do you want a forum to discuss your ideas and thoughts about what matters most to you? Speak Up brings together diverse voices, cultures, and ideologies from college-age adults across the country. Host Gina Holland provides a different perspective on how current affairs impact future generations. Broadcasting live every Thursday, Speak Up with Gina urges young Americans to think, ask pertinent questions, and affect change. That's Speak Up with Gina, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, good morning. We're back again with Jeff Ford, who's the founder of the L.A. Shakespeare Company, and we're talking about fascinating stuff here. <laughs> we are, yes. I, I find it fascinating. Uh, there's... There's never any lack of ideas to to go into in Shakespeare. Oh, can, can I just say what our uh, website is? So, yeah, uh, you could say it a hundred times. That's why you're on the show. around the world can. Isn't the internet wonderful? It, it is. It's a it's a world connector. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shakespeare-USA.com. Shakespeare-USA.com, yeah. and that will have your calendar of events and all little tidbits. and Correct, and loads of information uh, about what we're doing and where we are and, and what, they can, uh, what people can see. I don't direct all the plays. Uh, I love directing. I, I love acting in the, in the shows. Uh, but right now, because we've just opened the theater, I'm, uh, I'm doing a lot more administrative work than, than I really want to. And, uh, but we've, we've got to get it up and running. Yeah, but in time you'll be able to sure. go back and do some of the things that are fun. It's never easy opening any business, even one of the arts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, and if it's your own, who could do it better but yourself? Yeah. There's problems. It, well, we, it, it took us 11 years to build this, uh, this theater here in Topanga. Uh, seven and a half years just to get permits and uh, then three years to, to build it. So, uh, We've really dedicated uh, well eleven years of our life to, to to getting this up, and and our goal is to be a major world class Shakespeare company, and uh, so I always keep that in front of us, and that's what we're reaching for, and and uh, we're, we're contacting people uh, in Los Angeles uh, and well around the, the world, but it, but particularly here in the in Los Angeles because they can be right here and come to the theater and. And, uh, and help us uh, with it. No, I think I think it's fantastic. One of the things that we discussed, Jeff, when we were first when we were first introduced by the wonderful Harold Gutenberg, mm-hmm. um, was you know how you know how do you get more recognizable actors, which is a little bit of a promotion shtick, but you know still helps you get your name out there to people who wouldn't generally be interested in Shakespeare, perhaps. 
Uh-huh. And um, you had mentioned that there were a couple of known actors who participated in some of your work. Uh, well, th- th- there are some people that I'm talking to uh, that uh, that I, w- I want to come in and uh, and help us. Uh, we had been on hiatus uh, for a while while we were building the theater, uh, but but previous to that is when we were performing in in some other places uh, that we had had um, people who were. Um, who, who had done motion pictures and television? Who, who had who had come in? Uh, I, I don't know because we haven't firmed up anything with with uh, some of the high profile people that we're talking to. I'm, I'm not sure that I should, you know, say their their names. Well, uh, you don't have I, to I say their names. Uh, I mean, but, you can say yes, people like. No, go ahead. Uh, well. Great actors that that everybody would uh, would know. Uh, uh, we're we're trying to get them involved. Uh, it's a startup. Basically, now it's a it's a it's a startup company, and so we're proving ourselves to them, and uh, and so on. But we're our first show had a great review, so uh, and that's what we intend to continue doing. Well, no, 11 years. And did you say that the theater, when we talked about it, the new theater, how many people does it hold? Uh, well, it's it's a full-size globe stage. The outdoor, We, we have two spaces. Uh, one is the outdoor amphitheater, which is a full-size Shakespeare globe stage. The, the audience is 99 seats. Uh, that's a special type of uh, uh, professional contract that we have here in Los Angeles. So the audience is not large. But the stage is full size, so we can do major productions uh, on the stage. And then we uh, uh, we have an indoor space that seats 50 people, and this, that space is the same size as Shakespeare's Blackfriars Theater. Uh, people, don't, a lot of people don't know that Shakespeare also had an indoor theater that uh, he played in uh, and wrote plays for uh, in the winter uh, in in London. And uh, we we built the the building for the theater is not a traditional looking theater building. It, it, it we actually based the outside on uh, on Shakespeare's birthplace with with the three uh, uh, no, not with with the three sloped roofs and uh, on it because uh, we wanted to keep everything Shakespearean. So. Uh, uh, it's a Tudor-style building. The people drive by and they say, or they come over and they say, "Oh, is this your house?" And we say, "No, this is the theater." <laughs> oh no! Well, if it's if it's Shakespeare's theme, there's so many fun things you could do to bring attention to it. You know, I'm sure that you've had events where people had to dress up in Shakespearean costume. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, and uh, actually, the first play that uh, we did here, I uh, I came in in a, a, a tuxedo, the full. Regalia and, and uh, uh, we, we we built the place and I'm, what I'm aiming at is what I call rustic elegance. Uh, the the it, it looks like a manor house inside. The, uh, the the doors are eight feet tall and the ceilings are eleven feet high and uh, the space where where we play uh, uh, indoors it's a twenty three foot high ceiling a cathedral. Uh, ceiling with great acoustics, and the, so, so the place is really quite impressive uh, once once you get inside. Okay, and um, t- tell us again the website. It's Shakespeare 
usa.com. And, and that's where people can get their tickets, seasonal tickets perhaps? They can. Uh, and uh, please do. <laughs> so Shakespeare USA is, is, is basically what people have to remember. Yeah. Well, listen, you own the, that, that's a great name because it's, you know, who needs New York? You know, you're bringing some culture to L.A. It's about time. Right. It's and, a, it's and, a, and the name of the company is Los Angeles Shakespeare Company. Uh, we also have a, uh, which I was surprised nobody had, had taken that uh, years and years ago, but uh, I guess nobody had the idea before. But, uh, but now it's time has come and, uh, and we're getting a lot of support behind it. Well, look, 11 years, and it's, you know, is a long time to have dedicated your life to such a project. So, you know, when you build it, it comes. Do you get do you get a lot of activity on the website? You know, I, I think so. Uh, I don't have one of those counters up on the website. We, 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 most people order their tickets online. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming that there's, uh, there's a lot of activity. People... Uh, Going there and looking and seeing, seeing what's going on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a real geek with the with the uh, with the internet, so and and with websites, so I I, uh, I I don't know how to research those types of things. Shakespeare is what I research. Well, no, that's okay, and the rest yeah. will come. Well, I would imagine this. I mean, basically, Jeff, you know, people in the world of cyberspace. Depends on a marketing mechanism called maximum optimization. Uh-huh. And I would imagine that if there are Shakespeare fans out there or people who want to, you know, participate in Shakespeare theater, they just kind of click into their computers, they'll Google Shakespeare, and I would imagine, although I, I didn't do this myself, that you could click on L.A. Shakespeare Company and it will probably refer you to your site. It will. The search engines have us in there right up at the, the on the first page and sometimes at the top. So we've had the website up for for quite a while and letting people know what we're doing. We also have a we're starting up the educational aspect of it in January. We're We'll be starting going to the schools. We we have a program to take uh, Shakespeare to the schools, and and then we're doing a program where schools can come and see uh, some of the shows. Uh, well, you know, again, that's that's fantastic. I would think that most of the people who are Shakespeare aware today, or the young people that are Shakespeare aware, are studying it in some kind of drama or English program. Right. And you and I discussed the whole college marketing aspect before. I think it's. You know, there are so many young people that, you know, find Shakespeare relevant to today somehow, some way, and they're being turned on to it, and they just think it's fantastic. They're addicted to Hamlet. Yep, yep. Uh, I would guess that Hamlet is one of the more popular ones amongst the student set. Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. Uh, uh, I, I did a workshop with a, a group of young actors uh, uh, in their early teens, and and uh, we took the scene between Romeo and Juliet, and uh, and we're discussing it, and uh, you know, as 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 we got into it, I, I said, well, just read what Shakespeare has said here. What is he saying? What does this word mean? What is it? And, and as they started reading it, they said, oh, look at this. Look at what they're doing, and and they related it right to themselves. Uh, one of the girls said, 
Oh, she's dissing him. <laughs> ah, it's a modern interpretation. She's yeah. dissing him. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. And, and so once, you know, we... We have grown up with a tradition that uh, somehow we, we think that Shakespeare is difficult to understand, and it's not. It, 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 once you look at it and really read what he's, what he's saying, you, you know, it's, it's much more difficult to read Shakespeare than it is to hear what he's saying. Uh, Shakespeare wrote the way we actually speak, not the way we're taught to write. You know, in school we're taught to write in these neat little sentences with a subject and a predicate and you know, do all the diagramming and and so on. But that's not the way we speak. And, uh, you know, I discovered this. I was listening uh, to some uh, uh, live programs uh, on television. And these people were talking back and forth to each other. I said, these people are talking just like the way Shakespeare writes. And I, I went and, and, and pulled out my Shakespeare book and uh, started... Uh, uh, looking at it and and looking at it from the point of view of how the Elizabethans were taught to write, because Elizabethans were were were, were taught first they, they they were taught oratory first and they, they 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 would speak it first and then they would write it down. Today our mode is is generally to write it down and then speak it. Well, it, there so you it, go. It, it's reversed. And unfortunately, we have to wrap up now. Oh. Okay. Uh, you were just getting started. You can come <laughs> back on the show anytime. We like to promote the art. Okay. So this is Jeff Ford, founder of the L.A. Shakespeare Company. Go in to L.A. Shakespeare Company, Google it, and you'll go to his site and go see Shakespeare for the next three seasons. How's that? That's great. Thanks, Cindy. All right, Jeff, thanks for joining okay. us this morning. Thank you. Okay. okay. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly 
publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuitions for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Young people, do you want a forum to discuss your ideas and thoughts about what matters most to you? Speak Up brings together diverse voices, cultures, and ideologies from college-age adults across the country. Host Gina Holland provides a different perspective on how current affairs impact future generations. Broadcasting live every Thursday, Speak Up with Gina urges young Americans to think, ask pertinent questions, and affect change. That's Speak Up with Gina, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America channel. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything 
except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E-Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. We all know that somebody. In the spirit of Have Couch... Photographing a master up. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, he's been all over the place. Oh, you know? yeah. He's, he's <laughs> definitely very, very, very famous and the, <laughs> extremely talented. One of the, one of the um, <clears throat> most amazing athletes, I think, of the last, uh, certainly of the last few years and things. Um, but moving on from Terrell, who's certainly a uh, feather in your cap, um, who, who are the other, who other famous people have you done? Well, there was a real cool shoot we did uh, for Playboy for the music pool. You know how Playboy always does the music pool? Oh, yes, uh-huh. Well, they um, actually filmed that here in Atlanta, and Sony Music from New York came in. Oh. And they, actually, they all came to my studio here in Atlanta. Oh, And wow. they filmed um, Nas, you know that rapper, Nas? Yes, uh-huh. And his famous father, Ulu, who is a very famous saxophone player. Right, right. And um, so we actually had to build outside of my studio kind of a winding cobblestone road, and we rented this uh, enormous light fixture, uh, like a light post. Uh Uh-huh. And I had to um, specially make a bench for for Nas to sit on, Uh and it couldn't just be any bench. It had to be the perfect bench. Uh-huh. And I actually had to go all around Atlanta photographing benches, uh-huh. sending them in to Playboy so they could approve what kind of bench. And they ended up not liking any of the benches, so I had to hire a, a master master carpenter the night before the shoot to, to build a, a bench, to, oh, to actually design the exact type of wood and bench that they wanted him to sit on. Well, and they so, wanted a perfectionist. They got one in you, that's for sure. And so that was a really cool shoot, and... Um, um, oh, of course, so many famous playmates we've done here. You know, Ke- uh, Kelly Monaco. <gasps> Kelly Monaco. Uh, you know, she's, yeah, she's on, on one of the hospital TV shows. And went Dancing with the Stars. Yes. So I did her um, calendar shoot for Playboy here in Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. And, um, she has a huge following. She is just one of the most popular playmates. And she's yeah, on she a was TV really, show really nice and... person to work with. Oh, good. That's, and, of course, Donna D'Erico, you know, she was on Baywatch. Yes, right. And oh. we, did, we did her calendar here in, the, in Atlanta for Playboy as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's just been, you know, so many. Uh, didn't so many you do girls. something with um, the Dom triplets? Oh, I discovered the Dom triplets. You discovered them? Yeah, because we were actually doing a college pictorial, and they called me on the phone and said, well, can I come in and, and talk to you? We don't really want to pose for Playboy, but maybe there might be a modeling opportunity, uh-huh. um, and so they came in to see us, and, uh, you know, I kind of talked them into to, uh, posing, and <laughs> they came to my room that night, all three of them, and I did a million different Polaroid pictures of them, and submitted them uh, 
to Michael Ann, who was the Playmate uh, recruiter at the time, mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago, and they loved those girls, and the girls <laughs> wanted to wait till they had boob jobs. And so basically, oh. um, about a year later or so forth, um, they came back and um, became Playmates, and they autographed their um, famous poster that they did, I think, for, uh, I can't remember what sponsor it was on the poster. It's hanging downstairs in my makeup room. But they said on the poster, if it wasn't for you, Cynthia UK, we would never have become Playmates, and oh. we owe our success to you. And they wrote that on the poster, and they're just oh. darling girls. They, they'll bake me um, brownies and candies and send me that for Christmas. That is great to hear because, you know, when you see them, you know, in the magazine, they're so beautifully, you know, perfect and, and everything. And you wonder, you think, gee, are these girls, you know, like typical L.A. models, really? Oh, no, they're just darling girls. They could be my daughters. And, you know, another pictorial we did with them um, not too recently, a couple of years ago, was um, – you know how Playboy does the uh, celebrity photographers, and uh-huh. there'll be a photographer that, you know, shoots for the magazine? Yeah. Well, we went to Dale Earnhardt's house. Um, the race card, Dale Earnhardt? Yeah, Dale Earnhardt. Wow. And so I got to produce that pictorial, and he was the celebrity photographer, and so the models were the Dom, the Dom girls. Oh, my God. And so I, my daughter came with me, and, of course, you know, she got the whole tour of the whole place because, yeah. you know, of all the course. guys loved my daughter. Of course. Um, and we shot in front of Dale's, uh, I think it was a couple million dollar race car with, with one of his cars oh. in the garage. And I'll tell you, you could you could eat off his floor. That's how clean it was. Oh, my God. And um, <laughs> so the Dom girls, you know, I put all, you know, put all their wardrobe together and then did their hair and makeup. And, you know, he photographed them. You know, the Playboy yes, crew yes. basically knit and, and everything. And you were taking pictures of him. He was a good photographer. <laughs> really? You and, yeah, and, you know, they have that tape out of celebrity. You can actually buy that tape or go online uh-huh. and search celebrity photographers, and you can play the video. Um, if you go search it on the on the uh, Internet, playboy.com, you know, uh-huh. you can play the video and you'll see me doing my oh, hair and makeup in the video. Oh, how cool. I've never seen that. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, and you'll, oh, see, you'll see Dale shooting the girls and doing the whole thing, and you'll see me walking back and forth and powdering and this and that. Oh, my gosh. Well, do you do you shoot a lot of the um, the things for the Playboy Online, for the Cyber Club? No, I don't I don't photograph uh, for any of those. Uh, for the ma- I did a um, – I shot for Playboy Magazine for an Employee of the Month shoot, Mm-hmm. And then for special editions, you know, I shot for uh-huh. numerous years for special editions, and I shot two covers for Playboy as a photographer for the special editions, a Playmate, uh, a Playmate, uh, I think it was called Playmate Review book. Yes, yes. With Alicia, uh, Alicia Oreskovich, Oreskovich, yes. Oh, she was on the cover, nice and then um, I shot a Hard Bodies cover for this. Oh, really? Hard Bodies. I used to. Um I used to review their videos when I was working at my uh, job as a uh, video reviewer for ABN, Adult Video News Magazine, uh, a little while back. And uh, so I remember that one as well. Yeah, they haven't uh, put out another Hard Bodies for a while, but um, that, was a, that was a fun do. I shot that in Miami, and that was, that was pretty cool. You know, me becoming a photographer just kind of evolved with Playboy because, of course, I started as a model and then became the makeup artist and producer and then um, Jeff Cohen, who works uh, 
you know, the, he runs the special editions now. Right. Basically, he called me one day and said, I want you to be a photographer for the magazine now, and you have two weeks to give me your first assignment. And ah. I, it blew me away because, you know, I, I, I you know, dabbled in it. You know, I, yeah. I, I know everything about lighting. I'm fantastic with lighting. Yes, yes. And so it's just, you know, and, you know, I, everybody calls me the Polaroid queen <laughs> because I take such amazing Polaroid pictures. So he figured you might as well be a photographer. So I actually went and enrolled in some photography classes here in Atlanta. Um, so I could really learn more about my cameras, you know. Yes, since yes. I know about the lighting. And you have some pretty impressive cameras. <laughs> yeah, now I'm, you know, I've upgraded all. You know, we were shooting film then. You know, it was all oh, film yeah. cameras oh, and Polaroid right, backs yeah. and film, film, film. And yeah. the covers I shot were, of course, the, uh, you know, the yeah. um, film also. But now, you know, it's all digital. So, right, exactly. You know, I had to buy all new digital cameras and you know, oh, all of that. Uh, but. <laughs> well, uh, there's been a lot of discussion on the Playboy mailing list about the uh, differences between uh, film photography and digital photography, and a lot of the real purists maintain that uh, the digital just does not have the quality that the film does, but, of course, it's so much more expeditious to yeah. shoot digital than it is to shoot film, uh, that it seems like everything uh, is kind of moving in that direction now, especially with so much stuff being online. Uh, you need digital to be able to translate it into something you can do on your computer. So, um, Exactly, yeah. You're, you're definitely moving with the times here. So I, you know, I still like film so much, though, you know, it's... Yes, um, exactly. It's, it's different. It's beautiful and clear and, you know. Yes, and it has a depth. There's there's some kind of a reality or depth or something to it that you just don't get which, with the digital. But I think you have to be really um, someone like yourself or some of these real purists um, to, to really notice it. I don't think the average Joe on the street um, can really tell the difference. I think it has I don't to be think professional so, yeah. like yourself. Um, Cynthia, we have one more uh, break to uh, take off for here and let our sponsors uh, speak up, and then we will be right back. Okay, honey, I'll be right here. Okay. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rock and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rock and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. 
we all know that somebody. They are always in a great mood, always smiling, always getting exactly what they want. What if that somebody could be you? Let Andrea with an I help you find your personal bliss every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America channel. Explore the endless possibilities of using the law of attraction through faith, trust, and support. Tune in Wednesdays to Ask Andrea, the law of attraction in action on the Voice America channel. Free yourself from the prison of your conditioned thoughts and destroy barriers that hinder your success. Tune in to Empowered Living, Life, Truth, and Being Free with host, speaker, writer, and personal coach Steve Maraboli. Steve and his expert guests take you on a quest for truth and highlight philosophies and strategies that help you release your greatest self. It's time to shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to your greatest potential, and align with happiness, success, and excellence with Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free with Steve Maraboli. Broadcasting every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free. Release the power within. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning. Diane Chandler here, Playboy's Miss September 1966, sitting in for Cindy this morning.